whatever you have to say, I'm, I have you here because I respect your opinions and I really want to know. All right. So uh, questions, comments, You've concerns. You've never said that to me ever. Because I don't, Barry. God damn it. <laughs> Not for the children. Right. <laughs> Hey, folks, welcome back to The Office Hours. Uh, so we are joined by a few more people than usual. The office is a little crowded today. Normally, it's just uh, Barry, myself, and one other person. Today, we got three uh, because I have assembled, I would say, the best minds. I have people that I'm interested in hearing from that are doing some really cool stuff on social media spaces. Uh, and rather than steal their thunder, I'll allow them to speak with themselves and introduce them. Um, if you would just uh, let let folks know who you are and what it is you do uh, online, anything else about you that you think the folks might ought to know. So, uh, Justin, why don't we start with you since you're a returning guest? Hi, uh, glad to be back. Um, Long time listener. Now I'm a second time caller. Um, my name is Justin, also known as Freddie's roommate on TikTok, Instagram, on Twitter. Um, I'm a pop culture enthusiast, so I love putting myself in movies and also talking about them on the internet. So, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. I didn't know I was that smart, to be honest, but all right. <laughs> well, it was, it was your post that inspired all this, but we'll yeah. get to that in a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Z? Hey, it's the Mighty Z, or you can just call me Z. Uh, I do talks on representation of black women in media and on my Instagram, I do other works uh, regarding representation of other people of color. Uh, and apologies in advance for my dog. He runs around a lot, so you probably hear him in the background. What have we here? Uh, my name is Chris, a.k.a. Star Wars Lawyer on pretty much everything. I'm one half of the Chris's on Too Black, Too Nerdy, which is a podcast uh, hosted by me and my friend where we talk about pop culture from the blurred black nerd perspective. Um, uh, I also I, on my TikTok, I, I talk about really anything. I started off as a Star Wars page and then I ended up making fun of the founding fathers in modern day. I don't know how I got that, but it one episode and then uh one other thing that i'm known for is uh there are more of us thursdays so uh, i will choose a creator uh usually in the star wars community that is spreading positivity through their love of the fandom and you know showcase them on my page yeah and thank you all for uh for joining us today um there is one person that you know we invited and who wanted to be here but couldn't because she wasn't feeling well and that's carrie who goes by star wars tia on tiktok and uh, instagram and the reason that so what happened was what was the impetus behind this was that justin made a <clears throat> justin made a post about building community and what are the challenges associated with it you know how it becomes a little difficult to engage because some people can take this stuff really seriously online spaces mean a lot to people right for some folks it's a refuge for other people's it's a hobby and for some it can literally be a lifeline there's some interesting research having to do with that particularly with marginalized communities finding spaces online so with that in mind i thought well let's have a conversation about it and so that's why I reached out to y'all. Y'all were the first. Y'all were the folks that first came to mind because I really admire the stuff that you do, especially things like "There's More of Us," especially you know Z with your you know very specific and detailed um, analysis of things related to like Black women in comics and other uh, women of color in comics and things like that. And of course, Justin has been doing this for a while uh, and has really gotten good at you know cultivating a following and has reached out to a lot of different communities at the same time, right? Like Justin, you did fashion for a little while there, right? Oh and yeah, still, and still. Do from time to time i still do it from time to time what's funny is you know the throwback feature on tiktok yeah 
The video that started it all was released two years ago today on the day of this recording. I was like, holy cow. That was my first viral videos. But uh, yeah, I have a lot of different hands and a lot of different bots. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I found Justin was it, uh, the fashion videos. I'm like, hell yeah, black man. Go for it. <laughs> I, yes. I'm, I exist in a lot of different communities, weirdly enough. Very odd. And yet you've done a really good job of like cultivating a community that knows what to expect from you, right? And and how to, I think, engage with other people in that way. One of the things that stood out to me that resonated with me was when you did a, it was a series of, it was you brushing your teeth while you listened to generic, <laughs> uh, generic white guys talk about D&D &D and stuff. It's I thought, no, this is it. Bad. This hits me where I live. Like, <laughs> Well, okay. Um, I guess my annoyance, specifically with those videos, which are also two years old, is that bringing it back to the topic of this conversation is yeah. that a lot of i'm a little worried that a lot of online spaces are built uh i don't know if other black people have heard this phrase before but built on crab mentality <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. know, the like, crab in a bucket exactly crab mentality and i'm a little concerned because as a content creator i've Hit a bit of a uh, crossroads, not crossroads, where there are people that are bigger than me that have also built. Is that a dog on screen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got me distracted. But uh, in passing. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are people that are bigger than me that have built a following on. Um, how do I say this nicely? Uh, how do I say this? uh not being helpful towards Counter other people being counterproductive you know, counterproductive and i'm like is that necessary is that what we have to do is that is that even possible because if i god forbid get to a million people following me at some point in my life one day is that is that the does that what it takes to get a million people is that what it takes do i even want that I don't even know, but I'll stop talking. Y'all can go ahead. <laughs> so that's a good, I actually want to use that to segue into something. And that is what is like, what does it mean to be a part of a community to begin with? Before we even get to being like the high visibility content creators, which we're absolutely going to get there in terms of like, you know, what it takes to build a following. Like, what does it mean to just be a part of these spaces? Like for you? Um. So I guess for me, when it came to, uh, I, I would say being an online community started with the pandemic. Um, before I would have a few friends that were online, you know, some that I would game with or some that I met at like some conference or, you know, local school thing. And then we would just mostly hang out online, but that was more like four or five people. Um, but I remember when the pandemic started, um, I had finished law school the year before. And so there was a uh, a law school meme page that you know connected law students all across the country and so a lot of law students of color felt that we weren't being properly represented in that meme group and a lot of things that they would let in the memes that would come at our expense even though they just wanted people to dogpile on these people and we're like okay we needed a space for us so space for us was created and then out of that group you know, about 20 of us got together and we would text and we would just hang out. And it just, it, these spaces seem to keep coming out of like a sense of belonging. 
you know, like there are these areas where we're all existing, but we kind of need a space for us because we, we don't want to associate with them folks over there uh, or they don't want to associate with us. So, you know, let's we found people that have a mutual interest or a mutual background and we all just kind of learn and build and empathize with each other. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, for me, I will one. I kind of started my platform, yeah, right during the pandemic because I was like stuck inside. Uh, <laughs> because um, at the time I was in Manchester, and for those who don't know, in the United Kingdom, the lockdown was a lot longer. There were like three lockdowns consecutively, so I was mostly just in my apartment with nothing, not much else to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I just kind of took what I know because. Um, I have a master's degree in history. I specifically focus on representation of black people in media um, historically. So I I just kind of decided to take some of that and apply it to things that I love, like comics, like anime. And just being able to watch um, different things or read certain things and be able to see how a lot of these tropes that like, well, archetypes that you see in even things like as old as like minstrel shows, how they're still kind of, existing but almost adapting with modern content and it's it's very interesting how it all kind of slips under the radar but like once you clock it it's kind of hard to not notice it (laughs) um and especially along with that i wanted to form a community that was safe for black women specifically because as you all know in a lot of like nerdy type of communities uh being a woman can be a rough thing because a lot of these spaces can be very misogynistic. And then also being black in these spaces can invite a lot of racism. So for someone who faces that double oppression, it's always kind of nice to have that place where you can just kind of be able to list your grievances or just talk about things the way that you want to without the fear of having your voice silenced or being mobbed by like a bunch of groups of people because anyone who's been on my platform they know that that's not the kind of thing i even allow in my comment section i don't even entertain that stuff uh so yeah it was just like mostly just keeping a really lax area where people could just talk um because even now i'm sure many of you noticed on like tiktok black women can't even give their own opinions or their own interpretations of things without people just finding a way to belittle them or tell them that they're wrong. It's just a very toxic environment. It, it you know, and what you're saying reminds me of um, something uh, scholar, Dr. Kashana Gray, Dr. Kashana Gray. Yeah. That she wrote about uh, in one of her books, I know it was in her dissertation, which I read. And then I think it was in one of her books that she published. And that was the, um, the issue of even in like online gaming spaces, like um, uh, was it racial linguistic stereotyping? And so like uh, women of color who were playing online found that they had to find other women of color to play online with, because even through their own linguistic patterns, they were being stereotyped. They were being called ugly things and stuff like that. Um, So it was further emphasizing your point about like, yeah, that need to which what you would imagine would be a race neutral zone where you can't even see anyone's face is still a place where misogyny and racism, you know, find their way in. Absolutely. Part of me being a content creator on this app, knowing how like people are like i want to say if you love x thing then you can be a part of this community but at the same time i unfortunately in the year 2023 i'm realizing that community 
is it takes a lot of upkeep <laughs> and mm-hmm. the i have a hesitancy to inf- not, uh, enforce rules but to create rules that could be later used to hurt people you know or mm-hmm. be hurtful in situations and um but i'm realizing that like i don't even have a choice there's got to be rules and once there's rules it becomes like a a very different community than when it started you know especially because i guess if i do have a freddy's roommate community it's it's about me like me personally and not about like i guess properties like star wars marvel and all this stuff and that so that creates like a very different dynamic between like z and chris star wars lawyer you know because like no one's gonna come up to my page and say you know what justin justin wouldn't wear that actually justin in 2021 only wears red shirts you know what i mean but like if i'm talking about how much i love x thing like a marvel thing or if i want to pull out my bona fides of being like a media communications and communication studies person then it becomes a little bit different you know and then i have to prove myself and i have to be like oh i've read this x comic i've seen this x movie you know what i mean just to validate yeah. an opinion you know it's very odd i don't know about you guys <laughs> no i mean you you make a really good point about the the regulation aspect of it because this is something i'm wondering about too especially when things get real popular right like a comment section is its own small microcosm of a community, right? And I get like I don't always have the emotional energy to delete and block. I do as much as I can, but at some point it's like I got a video right now that's got 130,000 likes, 136,000 likes. It's been going for a few days now, and I just most of them are fine, but I just don't have the energy to like go back in and content moderate cuz you know you don't get notifications for everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know, like, what, what do you do? How do you strike a balance between like regulating that kind of thing and also wanting to allow for some degree of expression? Yeah. For me, it depends on what the comments are, because anyone who knows me knows that I check my comment sections diligently. Um, <laughs> so, like, if you're saying something that's like actually like out of pocket, like straight up disrespectful, then, yeah, you got to go. But if like if it's just one of those things where it just feels like something I could easily misconstrue um, and I just don't feel like asking them to clarify, then that's just going to be what it is. Um, but, yeah, it's nor I normally only focus on the comments that are just very disrespectful. That's like really the only time that I'm going to interact with things like that, because I do feel like some people forget that not only is this like a comment section full of other people, but that the person who made the video is also a person who's going to read that comment. Yeah, yeah. Um, they can be a little uh, interesting. Uh, some people just really don't have that kind of etiquette, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, some people do get very weird, especially like with me. Like I have to like it's kind of like what Justin was saying before, like you have to enforce these rules that you normally thought you wouldn't have to like i have to straight up tell people like hey if i'm talking about x topic please just be respectful and listen if you don't have anything to add to that uh don't speak over people or like hey if you're talking to me directly don't make sexual comments towards me that makes me uncomfortable um just all sorts of different things like (laughs) where i have to like keep i have to keep making new boundaries in the comment sections because it's like people just cannot contain themselves oh if anyone's listening to this i only have one piece of advice put the word technically 
in your comment filters. <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. I have a thought actually, on that. Actually, what do you mean? If anyone's listening to this, we've got a whole three no, listeners. No, no, okay, no, no, thank no, you very no, much. But also, <laughs> no, no, please played. continue. Yeah. One piece of advice: put the word "technically" or "actually" in your comment filters. I swear to God, it will save you <laughs> so much time. Because I could be talking about like, oh, I really like this part in the movie. Um, where they like, oh, uh, uh, if we're going to bring Spider-Man into this, I really like this character. Um, I can see why people see uh, why Gwen Stacy is a certain way. Technically, Gwen Stacy. No, no, we're not. We're not. We're not <laughs> Actually, no, we're not doing it. We're not. No, it's not the point. It's not the point of the video. You know, see, but- this is this is where I divert from everybody else and say because i'm a lawyer yes please hit me with a technically or an actually let me crack my knuckles and get to work because no no no. because if you have to come to me with a technically i'm going to prove you wrong oh you've already lost see see i don't have that dog in me like chris does yeah i was just thinking chris reads technically on the screen and he just <laughs> he smells the morning coffee it's like all right we're gonna get started so oh how many God, times chris how many times have you made a video where you just said um uh, i like ray skywalker do something like this and someone was like Actually, she's a Palpatine. Actually, technically, she's this, that, and the other. How many times could you have saved so much time if you just put the word technically in your comment filters? You could you could have so much time on your hands. Think about it. And see, I, that's something that I really have to do because I feel like anytime I just say anything, it will come under question because people just automatically come onto my videos assuming that I don't know what I'm talking about. Because it's not like I made my entire platform about this or anything. Um, like I've had people come, like not, not even just comment. They'll stitch my videos uh, for my own like mental health. I had to turn off stitches for a little while uh, because what happened was I was talking about a character specifically. It was one of the um, X Men, um, Bling. She's one of the students, mm-hmm. uh, and I was just like, yeah. Sometimes I have like issues with the character design. Um, and then some dude stitched my video and was just like, actually, I've never heard of this character before, before I saw this video, but she's wrong. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so <much. laughs> it was like the fact that the audacity. <laughs> wow. That's, that's I. Just like, what? And that's the thing. People, all the people who stitch my videos, they always explicitly say that they've never heard of these characters before, but then proceed to try to debunk me or disprove me on my personal opinions about the way that they're represented. They always have to like flex their own knowledge, but they don't have to do that because I don't care. You don't care. <laughs> I don't care. That's, that's, yeah. Like, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't, like, it's like, okay, guys, I'm just here to talk about this specific thing. We're going to stay on topic today. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's crazy. Cause even, um, I know I'll never forget. One of my biggest videos was um, the America Chavez video. Oh yeah. Because I was talking about the MCU, about, um, you know, the casting and different things. Because I'm like, yeah, this character is like explicitly like Afro-Puerto Rican. Uh, And then I was getting death threats for days. (laughs) Um, Death threats, racial slurs, all that good stuff from a dude who never even read a single America Chavez comic. And openly said that he would never read an America Chavez comic. So I'm like, you came in here with the explicit goal. Yeah. 
of just being an agent of chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Good. it's a little tough because, you know, we we established ahead of time that, you know, we can't talk about, I, I you know, we don't want to talk about any particular content creators or things like yeah. that. I talk about ideas, that kind of thing. But I yeah. remember that. And I think I weighed <laughs> in on it on your side with some old boy who got real in his feelings. About, mm, yeah, no, I remember that. It's, and it's the fact that, like, this is stuff that you could get death threats over. Death yeah. Like, you could just be talking about a character. And the next thing you know, it's like people telling you to kill yourself, people sending you racial slurs. Uh, I got threats of violence for days yeah. and they just don't let it like over this. No, but, but, but Z to your point about people taking this stuff seriously, like I, I got a, so I just started doing a, a Punisher series and as either that, I think that the day of that I posted my first one, I think I got a message on Instagram from some guy saying he was going to quote firebomb me in my communist family's house. Punisher fans are, I don't even think Punisher fans read Punisher comics. I, they like, don't. No, they look they at, the, they look at the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's a big scary man with a gun, and that is all they see. The American dream. Because the punish—that's just not who he is as a person. That is not Frank Castle. Like, like all the like. That's the thing um, with him is how he just became a symbol of everything that's not what he was. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you actually try to address these things, because like you know, I do representation in media. Yeah. I've even done a post about like um, alt-right representation and things like that and how they interpret things differently than we do. It's um, I, I tell people you're it's OK to like the, the Punisher if you understand the Punisher doesn't like the Punisher. Uh, so in, but in that vein, uh, in that vein, I want to ask something about this because we've all touched on it a little bit. And that is like when it comes to sort of latching on to a particular piece of pop culture that you, you know, decide to, you know, build some degree of community around, um, how does that sort of affect the community, it, it, the community formation itself? Cause I know like each one has a different reputation, right? Each, uh, piece of pop culture had like, you know, they say that star Wars fans are the worst and then the rings of power came out and people are like, Oh no, Lord of the Rings fans have some problems too. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, Star Wars. Um, I mean, I guess the different the different spaces I'm in, you know, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, anime, uh, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Just different things in the past decade have happened in each of them to expose to people that aren't marginalized how these fandoms have always been kind of messed up Mm -hmm. Um, with Star Wars. I think you, you know, anybody that was old enough to grow up with the prequels and kind of have an online presence saw how bad that was i think some people have a revisionist take on on the prequels that were sure not on the the internet but i think when people are just like oh well you know like this fandom isn't toxic it's like yeah it is because people are toxic you know so yeah. like you're you're you know and toxic people in, enjoy comic books and movies and everything they're just not just doing in their hatred 24 7 just staring you know just just reading you know like they're, they're not all just staying in an incel only forum and, and just hating everybody no they're just if only they, if did. Only they did uh but they're yeah. just constantly reading ayn rand just like at and, drugs just and by constantly reading he means they're not finishing and just starting over because you can't it's a god-awful book anyway sorry <laughs> chapter one over Who and over, and over. sorry Chris. Yeah. no all good so i think when people need to take a actual 
look in the mirror of their fandom and see what's going on. Um, because you over the past couple of years with Star Wars, when it's with Moses Ingram, for example, you know, mm-hmm. this is coming off of John Boyega's treatment in the sequels and Kelly Marie Tran's treatment in the sequels and the Star Wars c- account came out uh, defending Moses Ingram, which was the second time they had done it after doing it with Christina Ariel Tigner, who's the host of the Star Wars High Republic show. And so you have two back to back black women being attacked by the racist in the fandom. They, you know, come out and defend them. And then now all these butthurt racist fanboys are like, well, Star Wars is calling us racist because we don't like these women. It's like they could be calling you a lot more. But if if they're just saying <laughs> racism is bad and you're offended by that, I think you really need to take a look at who it, who, who you are. And I, I think there are these um, companies that are finally learning like, hey, we actually need to defend the people we're putting out there and not just leave them to defend for themselves. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's an actual like, hey, let's be good people or we need to protect the product we're putting out there. And if we don't, then more people aren't going to want to come work for us. That, so that sort of reminds me of um, around the time Force Awakens came out in 2014. 2015 15 okay so i was actually involved in my first uh uh grad school uh research group research project for a class and we did a um we did an analysis of how breitbart in particular the alt-right publication was addressing um the the force awakens excuse me how they were addressing the force awakens and what that meant in terms of like their perspectives on it, that kind of thing. And what we found was that there was a lot of reviews as well as a lot of like news articles that would sort of tangentially tie to this where they would position themselves as the rebels, right? Where they would see themselves as in opposition to the empire or the first order or things like that, which was characterized by like the authoritarian left and their perspective of American politics and things like that. So, um, that being said, like when I shared that with a friend of mine, he was like, I can't believe that other people are seeing this stuff and getting that out of it. Right. How do how do the not quite Nazis see themselves as uh, the rebels? Right. Mm-hmm. Surely that doesn't make sense. But the truth is that as much as we can make arguments for what a reasonable interpretation of these artifacts are, of these pop culture pieces, like they're still going to put into it what they want, right? They're going to get out of it what they want. And so it is a little frustrating that way because then they gravitate towards these other places. And in that same vein, like when people talk about, I always get frustrated when people talk about how like, you know, the the racism in Star Wars isn't that bad or, or things like that, or there's not much of a problem because I remember seeing memes of John Boyega where they did the uh, the didn't do nothing uh, meme, which for people who are not familiar is a racist caricature. Didn't do nothing is a, a, a perversion of AAVE or African-American vernacular English that is supposed to be didn't do anything, right? So he, the name is implying innocence for an accused crime that he's, of course, guilty of, that kind of thing. You're playing on black criminality. And so that's you just saw these memes of John Boyega, particularly from the trailer where he's wearing the Stormtrooper outfit and, you know, him, you know, that being the caption along with some other egregious stuff. And it's not that this is necessarily, I would say, specific to the Star Wars community or anything, but it is a community that has a longevity to it, right? That predates a lot of these other ones by at least decades in terms of like Game of Thrones or, you know, the modern MCU. Obviously, Marvel's been around for a lot longer, but that's kind of my thought. Um, Z, you had a thought. This is actually something that I've been noticing a lot of. And as someone, you know, in my line of work, what I do, what I do. I have to like mentally and emotionally prepare myself anytime any form of casting gets announced because we are in a current era where 
studios are trying to make up for lost time, essentially, uh, where, you know, we're seeing more black actors, more other actors of color uh, in spaces where we usually wouldn't see them. Like you wouldn't normally see like main characters of color in like sci-fi, fantasy, things like that. And so now since it's all happening so rapidly, these people are like freaking out in their brains, acting mm -hmm. like it's some kind of drone strike. Uh, like, like we all just like decided the attack was going to happen tonight. Uh, like, you know, with that whole like gen <laughs> It's the protocols of the elders of Zion, but for nerd culture. Yeah. yeah like, like, you know, like the whole ginger side thing going oh on. God. Where like people I are just, like, oh my, all the ginger. I just told gingers. Barry about this. Yes, please explain that, Z, because I just told Barry about it. Uh, it's like this new like phenomena where people claim like all of the characters who are redheaded are being replaced by black actors. Um, and quite personally, like it's it's so silly. <laughs> Because like sometimes it's like some of them are easily debunked and others are just like, who cares? <laughs> like, uh, but they're acting like it's some kind of like harshness on the representation of like gingers. But we even know most actors who are white who are playing redheaded characters aren't even redheads themselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they don't even like dye their hair for the role either. So it's like, what's your real problem? then? Yeah. Because <laughs> even with like the Little Mermaid and everything, uh, we have seen like they they still kept the hair like naturally a ginger color. It's just that that she's black. That's like the whole reason that they're mad because other women of color have played Ariel before, and it was never a problem. Uh, but yeah, like it's something I've been seeing so much of. Even um, the character who plays Annabeth Chase in the new Percy Jackson and the Olympians, uh, she's only like thirteen years old, um, and she was getting like all sorts of hate messages. I'm pretty sure they mass reported her account just because they don't like the idea of like black actors in these roles. And, you know, even just like besides the whole race swapping thing, like you said with Moses Ingram, it could be an entirely original character, but since they're seen as being in a place that they're not supposed to be in, which is a main role in a genre where you normally wouldn't see a black character, that's when you start to see that pushback, even with um, now, uh, for those who don't know, I do love Lord of the Rings. When it came to Rings of Power, that's when I think it really got bad because I feel like, you know, with sci fi, it's the future. You can do whatever you want. But with fantasy, people love to gatekeep because they think it strictly has to be like medieval European, like Middle Age, like nothing like that's it. Uh, so when you started seeing more like black and brown characters being established in these series like Lord of the Rings, um, that's when people lost their minds mm -hmm. because they're like, no, this isn't this isn't culturally accurate. I'm like, there are dragons here. Dragons are here. Because <laughs> even um, when they announced House of the Dragon, there was like a lot of pushback against like some of the black characters. But I'm like, there are dragons here. <laughs> Like you draw the line at black dragons, a okay. Yeah. Uh, elves, perfectly fine. Which is elves have to be um, white though. People, <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yeah, like even like uh, people found every reason to nitpick rings of power. Like, oh well, it's it's not about the race; it's about the hair. They're supposed to have the long hair. I'm like, it's just a different interpretation uh, it of the source, but. I saw one uh -huh. woman who did the edit where she like gave one of the, the black, uh, God, what was his name? Um, was it Ar Arandir? The, the, the black Arandir. elf, uh, he had, yeah. she like edited in dreads 
And it's like, this is not <laughs> what you thought it was. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, just leave things alone. It's okay. It's okay. I personally like the show. People were like getting so bent out of shape over like, and that's the thing. People really did not like the fact that the show uh, did kind of sneak in some racial conversations uh, oh, yeah. because there were talks. Yeah, like because there were talks about it, especially with um, his relationship with the uh, human woman. And there's like a lot of allegorical things going on uh, and talks about like, you know, uh, you know, establishing new things. And then villagers being like, well, we want to keep things the way that they are and things like that. Um, and so people really got up in arms about that because there was never any political commentary in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, right. But there is political commentary in Lord of the Rings. Any, 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 anyone that says really any piece of media that deals with war and conflict is not political, does not understand the nature of politics. Yeah, like it makes no sense because I'm like, uh, uh, literally half of it was a critique of the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> like he was pretty big on that. Um, and honestly, even the writer himself like had his own opinions on race. This was something he talked about himself, um, even addressing his own anti-Semitism, things like that. Like mm -hmm. people swear up and down that they know the, these writers, but then they don't know anything about, they don't even bother. Like, you know, it's like when um, the Sandman came out and people were very upset about the casting of Kirby Howell Baptiste as Death of the Endless. Oh, she was awesome. And I'm saying if you, which is stupid because it's like, it's death. Death isn't a human. Right. And uh, Neil Gaiman himself was on Twitter. I remember this distinctly. And people were telling him that he was wrong about his own character. Because they're like, no, you meant for her to be white. And he's like, no, death doesn't have a race. That None of them have races. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Okay. I, I, I like the idea that someone told Neil Gaiman, of all authors, this is what you meant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. uh, so, okay. So in this in this line, uh, as, as so as we're as we're go, circling back to this idea of, of community, and we obviously have people who have these very different interpretations about these characters, these artifacts, these pieces of pop culture that are very important to them. They're in some cases like personality defining for them, right? I remember mm. I used to anytime the band Coheed and Cambria was in uh, within <laughs> about a four hour drive of where I lived, I would go see them and I would run into the same groups of people, including a woman who had a entire back tattoo of their album artwork, along with the signatures from the members of the band. So when I say that we're talking like personality defining stuff here, like this stuff gets intense, right? Lovely person, by the way, complete sweetheart. Um, but with that in mind, like what is the line between disagreeing with people and being disrespectful when we talk about content creators and the public discourse, because comment sections are one thing, right? Comment sections, we can always kind of say like, well, I read it this way. Maybe that's not what they meant or X, Y, or Z or whatever. But when we start putting faces, emotions, and voices behind all this stuff, it takes on a much more, um, a much more resonant tone to it, right? That can be taken a lot more personally. So like, how do we, what is the distinction then between disrespect and disagreement? It's to be honest with you, it's, mm. it's kind of hard to tell the difference because a lot of people's current platforms on this app and other social media apps are mm. built on disrespect are, are built on this kind of, uh, I don't know, yeah. uh, machismo. Mm -hmm. 
that like we have to you know i have x amount of followers if i disagree with you mm. all of my followers will agree with me come to your place your community tell you how wrong with you are invalidate your experiences etc cetera, etc cetera. and um because people who are bigger than us who came before us have done it people unfortunately a lot of people not all people um have the impression that this is how you act mm-hmm. online you know i have the impression of like oh i don't like what you said about xyz character i'm gonna yeah. dox you <laughs> you know <laughs> like and that's not a joke that's real you know that's like not a funny haha thing yeah, no, i know that's... we're laughing but it's like that's what it's come to so i don't i don't i i, I don't think there is a line anymore currently not to say that there couldn't make one there couldn't be one you know especially with like yeah i was gonna TikTok get into right that now. too you know what I mean? where it was like people forget like these people have massive followings and even if the person starts with that little disclaimer like oh no disrespect oh don't attack them their followers are gonna go anyway yeah. like that's just that's just because that's yeah. what's gonna happen because when you have like a following even just think of the word following that person is going to ride for you. They might do some things in your name that you don't agree with. And there's just nothing you can do about it besides to like try to ask them to stop. Um, but yeah, like once the damage is done and you disagree with that person then that those people, like you said, are going to come over there and they're going to be like, Oh, look, they, 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 debunked you they did this you got stomped uh take the l all the stupid stuff because some of them are like teenagers yeah i can tell um yeah playground mentality so then sometimes i'm like you know if it's a mutual of mine and we just don't uh see eye to eye on like a character or something you know me and my mutuals we don't like like the same character sometimes and that's cool like we talk about it in private amongst ourselves because we're all friends here um but if it's like gonna be videos and stuff Mm, I wouldn't advise it because people don't see it as jokingly Mm -hmm. as you two may do. They might see it as more of like actual, like, yeah, like, like straight up like argument or something like that. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it's like, because I'm scared that the only tools that we have for disagreement mm -hmm. are destructive. There, that's the only tools that are currently out there. Well, I I don't want to say that the only tools that are most well used i don't know how to word that but like that's what everyone's using Mm -hmm. if you don't agree with me i will ruin your life you know if you disrespect me in some way i will ruin your life you know and that's not sustainable to build and the problem too is that the algorithm loves it yeah the algorithm loves controversy like if somebody disagrees with you and you'll start noticing those, they get numbers for that. And then people, cause people love controversy. Um, and, and sometimes creators will be like, oh, I see this is working well for my content. So I'm just gonna keep making videos. So then you'll see people making like uh, four, seven, 10. Sometimes they'll keep making a whole part series, just going at one particular cre- creator or going at different creators because they see that this is what you know gets them views and that's when you get like those debate pages Mm -hmm. that you see so much of and they just make that their whole thing is just debating with people but the problem is um unlike you know debate in like school 
there's no moderator. There's nobody saying, hey, that's enough or stop this or anything like that. No, you have that person and the court of public opinion. Plus, debate isn't used to find truth. It's used to find who's the better argument or who's the better arguer, you know? It's not built to find the the truth of it. Sometimes a lot of them are wrong, (laughs) but because they have a larger following and people will just believe whatever they say, then they'll be deemed like the winner just because of that. There was not a battle to be won. It was just someone talking and expressing their own opinion. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, you know, people act like everything has to be a fight. Everything has to be like someone, everybody has to like flex their own knowledge of everything, even though they really don't know much. Cause like people will find a way to start a debate off of things that didn't even require a debate. Especially when they start tagging other folks in like the comment sections yep. of like, hey, what do you think about this or things like that? Yeah. Once in a blue moon, I'll get those. And I try to just limit it to like, oh, well, this is an interesting idea or something like that. Because honestly, I don't like it, what's the what's the productive aspect of me weighing in on this if it's a completely subjective yeah. thing? Yeah, because, you know, sometimes even like followers themselves, they'll be in the comments like, oh, hey, said creator said this. What are your thoughts on it? I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like leave me like that's the thing i like to stay in my own bubble mm-hmm. you rarely see me stitching anybody else's videos or anything like that uh so i but people like it's like they almost want to provoke you into doing it because i've had people do this before where they'll be like oh hey this creator said this and i know you don't agree with that what are you gonna what are you gonna say are you what are your thoughts thoughts i hate that so much where they're just like type thoughts question like <laughs> mm-hmm you know what really annoyed me when I was first starting out is I would make an opinion video and someone would just tag yeah, a large creator. That'll do it. Just tag them in the comments. I'm like, wait, hold on. Wait, no. And I don't want to discourage the discussion. I will delete discussion. those so fast. It's just that <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to discourage discussion, but sometimes it's just like, oh, here it comes. I'd be like, jokes wave. on you. That person's you know? already blocked. <laughs> 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 what, what gets me is what gets me is when people will you'll fair, see conversations fair. cross over from thread lines. So like someone will tag someone else from another conversation on someone else's video and say, "See, see, this is what I'm talking about," and they'll keep going back and forth, and I have no context <laughs> or anything. <laughs> yeah, and it gets those things get vicious, and it's like it's and that's <laughs> it's like you're sitting in your front yard, and then two people just started fighting in front of you, and what mm-hmm. what are you doing here? Go away. And, and the, the and the crazy thing about it too is that even if you blocked like everybody involved, their followers could just download your video or screen record your video and they'll send it. They'll send it to that person and be like, hey, this person blocked Mm -hmm. you. And they did that. Like, what are you gonna like? What? It's crazy. Cause even if you didn't consent, you still get dragged into it. Yep. Yeah. I think that has sparked something that has been happening recently in the blurred community it seems like from my interactions with people and also just watching is that a lot of people are dilettantes their knowledge is a mile wide and an inch deep so when you push past that inch they get emotional and they get personal and then they lash out because they have not learned that these just because i you know i disagree with you i'm not you know not calling you out, not talking about your mama. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about comic books, guys. You know, it's, it's, 
you know, we, we can have different opinions on what different things mean. We come from different backgrounds. We're going to have different interpretations. Um, but also people don't know how to think for themselves, which is why they tag those bigger creators. Cause they're like, see, they have a million followers. So they have to know something. They know more than you. They, they, that's not true. Follower count is not, you know, indicative of that. And then other times people get involved in something that has nothing to do with them. And it becomes a spirals out of control. And that is one situation that's going on now. It's still going on. Um, is that one creator made a video about uh, their interpretation of how things went in a recently released movie. Uh, another, a bigger creator who is friends with that creator disagreed. They were cordial in the comments with each other, like, oh, still got love, blah, blah, blah. They were cool. But then these other people who are outside of those two that are also big creators mm -hmm. blew it up. And so now they're personally attacking each other. And everything was like, you know, I wanted, I was like, before it even blew up, I was like, you know what? I have something to say about this. And then I saw everything happen. I was like, never mind. Nope. Not getting so involved there. People need to learn that it, it, just because you can say something doesn't mean you should say something. In that vein, I struggle with this as well, not because I feel the need to stick my nose in other people's business, but I always think about like, well, what happens if someone actually listens to what I say, right? And then they run with it mm -hmm. because I have seen offshoots of that. We'll call that conflict A. I have seen offshoots of that conflict. Mm -hmm. You were getting to like conflict B, conflict C, conflict D down the line. At one point, it devolved into two creators who it got from the disagreement over the interpretation of the movie into one of them was pulling up the other one's criminal record and like posting screenshots mm -hmm. and stuff on these videos. And, and, and I think Justin knows what I'm talking about and, and, yep. and both yeah, parties involved, I hell. stay clear away from for a variety of reasons, but it's, that when we talk about like community building and the challenges of it, like part of the responsibility that we should have as creators, I would think would be there is a line of things that we do and don't do. Right. Like if anyone's got a rap sheet, that's between them and the state, as far as I'm concerned, unless there is an active threat to someone else's safety or something along those lines. But this was people just like digging up skeletons to, you know, put out there in front of everybody. Uh, and there's, and that, I feel like goes back to this idea of like, Justin, what you were talking about earlier of uh, to, to sort of paraphrase what you said, the tools that we have that have the most currency in something like TikTok or Instagram are the ones that incite, I won't say violence, but certainly aggression. Right. And so it all just sort of feeds back into like how much we become accustomed to these modes of communicating with each other such that they become normalized, right? Cause this isn't the first time I've seen something like this, but it's still only been a handful of times. And I feel like every new iteration of it increases the likelihood of it happening again. Does that make sense? Unfortunately, it makes sense. <laughs> there, there is no, we, we don't have the tools all we have are tools of destruction. You know what I mean? Like all we we all we have is hammers, and everything is a nail. <laughs> everything is a nail. Doesn't matter like what what the disagreement is. Eventually, someone will pull up your record or find out where you live because you have an opinion. And you don't like, the weaponization you know? of and, followers is definitely yeah, something yeah. as well because um, I am unfortunately aware of creators who will have their followers keep track of other creators 
who just blocks them. You don't even know why they blocked them, but they'll have their followers keep track of them. They'll have them sending them their videos, sending them updates on these people. And then they'll even be in like comment sections. Like I've had people pull up in my comment sections explicitly telling me which creators sent them to me to monitor me. Um, and I'm like, I don't even know this person. So they're snitches too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so it, they're not... I don't want to say not smart, but you know, yeah. uh, it's like, it, 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 but it's like very terrifying because, you know, you are being watched, <laughs> um, whether you like it or not, you're being watched. Uh, so it's, it, it gets really weird. And then you have j just all these different methods of it that they go through. Like people just can't leave things alone. Like they always have to try to like start something out of nothing when we're all just here talking about like comic books and movies. <laughs> but like, but somehow people just turn this into like Armageddon. <laughs> it, it gets um, like even uh, sorry, he's he's yeah. being very ugh. bye bye. <laughs> but yeah, like when, like even when it's just caught talking about like comic books or comic book reviews or anything like that, I noticed this especially in the blurred community. Um, one of the biggest gripes that I have with the community sometimes is that they will allow so much disrespect to take place and then they'll get mad at you when you speak up about it just because oh we're all black creators we're supposed to be getting along you shouldn't be outing them like this uh you're you're supposed to handle this stuff in private but i'm like i, I don't even want to i don't feel safe talking to these people in private mm -hmm. how, how do i talk to someone in private who's literally threatening my life like yeah <laughs> um yeah. It, <laughs> the apology should be as loud as the disrespect was. Yeah, because it's, it's like, I don't understand people who are like, everything's supposed to be all kumbaya. We're all just supposed to get along and how uh, somehow you defending yourself makes you the bad person or the childish one when other people were coming for you first. Uh, and it, it just makes it hard because it's like you want to engage in, you want to establish community. Like I've met so many great creators. Like I love amazing mutuals. But we have to start being more open about the people who are being toxic within our own community. Because it's one thing to call out mm -hmm. racists and stuff, but it's one thing to call out the toxicity within, you know, amongst ourselves. Because there's a lot of it and a lot of things people, like some people just aren't very proud of, but it's there. It's like almost everywhere. And like, we have this talk so much, but it's like, it just falls on deaf ears because it's like the minute you try to touch on you know, misogyny or anything within blurred spaces, all mm -hmm. of a sudden it's, it becomes a war. Like you're trying, like I've had, I actually get a ton of comments telling people, telling like people telling me that I'm like, like uh, that I only speak bad on black men. I'm targeting black men. I'm trying to tear down black male creators. And I've never done any of that. In fairness, I've Z, never encouraged that. Z, you have a playlist that says 32 reasons to hate black men. And I thought that was a bit odd. <laughs> Um, but no, I'm, I'm kidding. Of course not. You don't do anything like that of the sort. I think, I think there is a tendency, I guess, I guess, I guess we're amongst the community of ourselves and <laughs> no, Barry. no, Barry's new um, Mexican. So, you know, it's, it's 2.0. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see you, Barry. <laughs> Represent. Anyway, uh, I think there, unfortunately, there is a tendency to not hold uh let's say successful black specifically men accountable 
because it's all in the name of progress or uh, you know what i mean it's like oh we can't tear them down we we don't know if we're ever gonna get this chance again you know what i mean like i that mentality of it which really which really sucks you know really sucks because what that does it it downplays the suffering of our black sisters it downplays the suffering of the black queer community because the black community can be pretty homophobic pretty misogynistic (laughs) pretty transphobic to be honest with you and it's uh, you know, all in the sake of having the black man get there first. And that's, and you can see that within these communities, you know, like, oh, we don't want to air dirty laundry on TikTok, this, that, and the other. We we don't want so-and-so to get canceled because of us, you know, because of infighting. Don't fight in front of white people, you know, but I think there does need to be a level of protection, you know, or at least like, consideration of our uh what's it queer uh community members mm-hmm. in the black community and things like that i think there does need to be yeah, consideration because when it comes to the, the swiss army knife that so. is oppression once you you know can try and put down that one specific tool that's oppressing you you don't necessarily want that all the rest of them to go away because you know like it's my time mm-hmm. to be you know like on top or mm-hmm. level with that <laughs> it's so, hard when like you know, that's just something people got to learn i feel like it gets tough within the community especially in nerd spaces when everything starts to become a money game because yeah. now mm-hmm. everybody's just like they don't care about ethics they don't care about equality they don't care about equity they don't even care about just being civil uh they all want to just uh be able to make the most high viewer like high viewership uh algorithm boost all that good stuff um but they don't care who they really step on to do that it's just about getting to where they want to be but not about the actual community itself it's it's unfortunate because i think it's a door that swings kind of both ways because and I, i've experienced this, this a little bit within the the latina community on on tiktok as well mm-hmm. and that is seeing content creators who and i want to be clear there's a distinction between like um, what I disagree with and what I perceive to be a, a concern, we'll say, right? Because like I can disagree with a lot of different things. I see mutuals on who or yeah, mutuals who will do stuff on like comic books or movies or whatnot. I was like, well, I don't really see it, but okay, that's fine. And then at some point we're getting into like now we're now we're like peddling in some like unfortunate ideas, right? Mm-hmm. That could cause some problems or perpetuate some problems. <clears throat> and it's a little frustrating because if we're going to play this game, and I say that with a little bit of cavalierly, I do believe in the genuine community aspect of this because there's been a lot to there's been a lot of um a benefit to you know having these kind of spaces where we can connect with other people, right? And and meet folks who uh we can you know share perspectives with. On the other hand, it is a bit of a game of how to get you know fake internet points, so to speak, right? How to uh get followings, and there is a monetary aspect of it. And it's like if I succeed. It might be in part because of this, we'll say, person with unfortunate perspectives has succeeded even more so, right? I might be Mm. in the wake of that, but also I feel compelled that maybe I should do something about that as well. And is that not also bringing about some problems? And and I wish I had a clear-cut answer to that, but unfortunately I don't. which is why, you know, I, I'm not a multimillionaire at this point, uh, winning at capitalism. Uh, <laughs> Doc, I have a question. I have a question. So, like, do do you consider yourself a call out? Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Justin, why are you asking me that kind of question? Uh, <laughs> because, because, because I like I agree with Doc. 
I do when he's like, yeah, take down that awful racist person. I agree, you know, but at the same time, are you also benefiting have, mm-hmm. from uh, I absolutely have, content? and it, I, I actively lose sleep over it, and I'll tell you why. When I, <laughs> when I first started out, it was the easiest thing in the world to do the, oh, hi, I guess you're on my roster now. Let's go and take this apart because it feels good. Because while I do try to represent myself as a generally positive person, I also like feeding hate. It no, I mean I'm being a little jokey here, but the thing is, like, it, there there is a certain feel good that comes from embracing the dark side of the force. If I'm being honest, um, but after doing a few of those and uh, thinking about, th- there was one or two where I like, you know, the other ones I knew seemed to be bad faith actors. But some of these other folks, maybe not so much, and I need to stop. And so now, like, now when I do one, I do my best to do it in a in a neutral way to correct information. I have seen other content creators, other educators who are at least ostensibly able to do this without being, uh, you know, malicious or snarky or arrogant or things like that. Uh, and I, I really appreciate how they go about uh, their way of doing these things. And so I'm trying to emulate that. But that also means doing it less. And that also means being a lot more thoughtful about who I'm doing it to. So, for example, there's a guy who um, who stitched one of my videos recently, and I don't get a whole lot of these, but once in a blue moon, this guy stitched one of my videos and he like clipped things out of context. Right. And to make, you know, remarks and things like that. And I'm I'm about 60 percent of a mind to like just do a duet where I grade it like a paper. Right. Like, well, no, this was inaccurate and this was inaccurate and that's not what I said or whatever else. Right. <laughs> At the same time, I also need to, I want to bear in mind that how much of this do I want to feed into, right? Because while I can use these opportunities to spread what I would consider to be pro-social ideas, the entire idea behind my channel is to give people the tools to make sense of the world around them, right? And sometimes that means debunking things. Sometimes that means fact-checking and critiquing, right? Actual people's perspectives, Um and while I can operate from perspective of I'm critiquing an idea, not a person, that is not always the way it comes across. And so it's something that I legitimately struggle with. I I look at it from a stance of, am I attacking mm-hmm. someone, attacking something? Am I countering someone, defending someone, defending something? Um, and depending on the context, you know, every lawyer's favorite phrase, it depends. <laughs> uh <laughs> I it hurt, determines how I feel about it um, because I feel um, in, in these spaces being a marginalized person that I am on defense a lot more than I'm on offense and having a community of several different peoples that are, are marginalized, then I'm even more on defense mm-hmm. because it's been, it's, it's been, uh, phrased that people of color, people in the LGBTQ community are women are invading these white male spaces. And so now when we've just been existing here this entire time, so then, you know, they're attacking, we're defending, we're countering, we're moving, we're pivoting. And so when people say something and I, I go back at them, I don't feel that bad, mostly because nine times out of 10, I'm holding back Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't think there's been one 
time that I've since I've been on this content creator journey where I was just like, you know what? You can have the full fury because it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You you know, I, I'll get you I'll get you with some Twitter fingers, but it ain't worth it. I have seen you fight in on in the trenches on Twitter, so, Chris, and well done you. See, so. <laughs> I have a question. What would happen? What would happen if we if we ignored it? It doesn't go. It away. doesn't. I know. I'm not saying it doesn't. It goes away. And I'm not saying. I know. I said ignore it, but I'm not saying. Okay. What if we block? That's usually go, what I do. Go away. Because, like I said, I'm not a debate. You know? I actually have to tell people this a lot. I'm not a debate channel. I'm not a power scaler. I don't do any of that. I don't care about any of that. That's not what I'm here for. Um, so if I do have people who try to be like very contentious, I'll just block and delete as many as possible. I, I think my block list is like super long by now. It gets to the point where I don't even remember who I've blocked. Um, yeah, I have to do that a lot. Even like some people used to stitch my videos and then I realized you can just turn them off. I turned off my stitches. I turned off my duets. I don't care about what you have to say. Now, uh, I even turned off my downloads because I, I, you're not downloading this video so you can make a video about me and I'm not even like, I don't care. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, it, even if it costs me views, I don't care. I care more about my piece than getting pushed on the algorithm because I'll tell you anytime that people would stitch my videos or would re- respond to my videos trying to start a debate it would just send me into, I, it, I'm not in a good mental space because I know I never did anything wrong, but it's just the fact that you have people who are in your comp, flooding your comments. Sometimes they would even like leave my TikTok. If I blocked them on TikTok, they would find me on Instagram. They find me on my Twitter. You know, just people who like go out of their way to just follow you and provoke you. Like I would have to just keep blocking people. And you know, you can block all you want, but you still absorb the comments. Like there are multiple comments I've gotten that I still remember Um, because, you know, you can say like it doesn't hurt or anything, but it does. It does a lot, especially when you have people threatening your life, calling you out of your name, making up all these different things about you just over like small things. Uh, But when they start coming for your identity and everything else, it gets very hard to deal with that. And that's just not what I want. Um. So, yeah, it is just easier to just block and ignore it because sometimes because, you know, sometimes when you respond, that's what they want. They want to see you get mad. They want to see you make that video so that they can send it to all their friends and keep things going so that they can uh, stitch it, send it to different people so that they can get them talking about it. They want to make this a whole thing. These people can stretch out uh, controversy for weeks. I've seen things go on TikTok for weeks, sometimes even a month. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes they'll even start to try to revive it after a few months. And that's just not anything I want to be a part of. That's not what I came here to do. That's not the environment that I created. No, so that there are two things that come to mind um, relative to all this sort of stuff and sort of dovetailing what you're talking about, Z. uh, And to to answer Justin's question, Um, the first is that I'm reminded of something. I forget the content creator, but it's a, a big content creator who said, something along the lines of why are you guys getting bogged down in this personal drama stuff? Why aren't you building your brand? Right. The idea that, you know, you shouldn't be caught up in all of this sort of some of the goings on that happens, right. That can last for weeks and sometimes a month or so. Right. And why aren't you just focusing on what it is you're here to do? And to the other point, 
Um, and I, I think about this uh, in, in the context of what you're saying about like, what if we just ignore this stuff? I think there's a lot of merit to it. I think maybe the most important thing that we can do to circle back to something that you brought up a couple of times, Justin, is we can model good behavior for other people to emulate, right? We can, there is a time and a place for defending yourself. Absolutely. At the same time, there's also that, that should be the, the lesser option, the less frequent option, perhaps. Right. So like I, and I thought about this in, in over the last year or so of reshaping my content of like getting away from doing like the, the call out videos and things like that. I still think it's important to do the sort of like debunking critique and critique videos, because there is some research that suggests that does help actually ameliorate or mitigate some of the harmful effects of those things. However, the way in which we do it is exceedingly important. And also if that is what you become known for, then that is the kind of personality that you attract. Right. So that's kind of where my head is at to be, I guess, to your point, more proactive in terms of modeling good communicative patterns and behavior on these spaces and hoping then that our own communities will find us that way. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. See, I've only mm-hmm. ever had to do one one video that could be interpreted as a call out. Uh, and I've never heard the end of it since. Uh, but yeah, um, it's very hard when I, a part of what I do is reviewing content Mm -hmm. because no matter what I say, especially if I don't like something, they'll interpret it as a call out, especially too. Um, And so you'll have people now who'll like ask me to review these different media just because they want to see me get upset about something. But I'm like, the only time I'll actually speak if, if I, if it is, if I feel it is a direct threat or if it's just not, you know, safe for the people that I am talking to. Cause like I said, everybody's welcome to my page, but my content is specifically for black women. Um, so if I feel it's not going to be for us, then yeah, I'll speak up on it because that's what I do. Um, but yeah, I get so many people asking me to review certain things, ask me to like review all these different stuff. Um, but a lot of content that I find even within blurred spaces just does not, work with everything that I speak of. It goes against my morals. It goes against anything that my followers would like. Um, But if I say something about it, then people will interpret it differently. Uh, Because like, you know, it's like, because you know, you're not allowed to um, critique anything made by a black person. Um, Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's, it, it, it makes things really hard for me because I'm like, how are we supposed to get better if you can't even handle a critique. Yeah, I think one of the things that that happens there and something that I've learned in being, you know, like Discord communities like that, you know, like foreign from TikTok or YouTube or anything like that is that I think when people think that they're in a community that we're all supposed to get along with everyone in the community and that's just not true. Like we come from different backgrounds, we were raised differently, you know, you're gonna rub people the wrong way by just being yourself and and that's fine the healthy thing is to if you have someone that you're going to see on a repetitive basis that you talk to them about it because it could be something that's easily fixable and if it's not or it's someone that doesn't respect that then you 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 back off but because but because you have so many people in this like of a wide variety of even ages you know you have people that are 
you know, that might have kids or married or, you know, or long-term partner that they're like, you know, I'm on this space for like maybe an hour a day and then I'm out. And then you have people that are younger because they have more time on their hands or they have more time on here just in general. And then they're like, they're in it 24 seven, they're in the trenches mm -hmm. and having all these people recognize that it's okay to step back. You don't have to be there. You don't, you know, take a breath, go, go outside, feel the sun. It's wonderful. I recommend it. So unless, you know, you're in a state that doesn't have the sun for like six months, like Ohio and Michigan. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew I felt the setup. I you felt can borrow it. some here. Oh, okay. We, we've got okay, a lot of sun down here. You can borrow some. Just you wait. Sure. Sure. What just do you, you mean? I said, and like, Michigan. On Twitter. Are you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going to hop on Twitter and ruin your life. <laughs> Listen. Wait, wait, wait. Chris, are you, are you in Michigan? Yeah. I, okay. 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 I, I will say this. I take particular grievance with a state whose entire tourist attraction slogan is it's cold. Come here. What the hell is that? <laughs> See, I mean, I don't know what dude you're talking about. Justin, it's cold where you are, too. The last time I was in Michigan, no, I'm Michael good. Jackson died. So I don't know if I'm going to go back. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know how to respond. <laughs> I remember when that it's happened though. Like I took Chris's a nap and I woke fault. up and he was like on the helicopter and I was just like, I'm never taking another nap in my life. <laughs> All right. So uh let's let's end this on a positive note. Um so what what is a what is a solid benefit of being a part of an online community? Because we've we've trashed talked online communities quite a bit, but there are reasons to get here to 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 be a part of one. So so for each of you, I want just you know one solid reason for why. Um, I've I've honestly met a lot of amazing people. Uh, a lot of people don't think like internet friends are real friends, but uh, I've actually established like some really close bonds with people I've known for like over a year now. Uh, we've even met in person. That was really nice. And just being able to speak with people who are very like like minded sometimes is nice because it's like sometimes you'll be watching something you're like, am, am I the only one clocking this? But then you have a lot of people who are there to like reaffirm that, like, you know, this is going on, too, especially when part of what I do is, like I said, clocking specific tropes because it's like an algorithm. A lot of content is an algorithm. Uh, I don't, <laughs> so when I start seeing these things, it's fun to actually just be able to talk about it with people and we can all make jokes and everything. And it's cool. Uh, and I don't have to worry about people jumping down my throat or about <laughs> uh, getting into debate or anything. We can all just chill and just talk. Um, and it's about like, too, like getting people who will message me and tell me that I inspired them to make their own content or I helped them feel safe about like posting their art or posting their videos, um, being able to show their face on a camera, like just being able to hear that um, makes me really thankful for what I do and that I was able to make a safe space for people who normally would not have a safe space in a fandom. Uh, even on like on my Instagram, I'll get people saying how much they really helped me with their writing how I made them feel a lot more confident about what they do. Um, Cause you know, like I said, a part of it is critique, but I think it's also nice to have help people out too, because part of critique is helping. 
Uh, and we're able to help build each other up because like, you know, a lot of people like new creators budding and they want to get some tips. They want help. And so just being involved in the process of creativity, seeing so many things happening now, like there are people who've been following me for a while. Uh, some of them recently graduated because like a lot of my followers are younger. So some of them, I've seen them all graduate high school. They're going into college now. They're getting more into writing. They'll, they'll even send me like their fan fictions. Some fan fictions are starting to become like independent projects. Uh, I'm seeing their art, their own little comics and everything. And it's just so great to see that I was able to help them have the confidence and not be afraid to make the representation that they want to see. That's really cool. I would say for me, it's been uh, it, the exchanging of the better parts uh, of ourselves. Um, so learning to look at things from different perspectives, being introduced to uh, new things, um, uh, stepping out outside of each other's comfort zones. And, you know, like for me, like I, I was not a cosplayer before I got on TikTok. It took a month and then I had, you know, Lando and then it's devolved from there until having a screen accurate Vader cosplay, which mm -hmm. my wallet still hurts. Um, <laughs> And, and, you know, going to London with a bunch of my friends, like, I, that's not something I would have thought I would have done a few years ago. Granted, I didn't think I was going anywhere a few years ago because, you know, world was shut down. Um, <laughs> but I think just being able to enjoy people uh, that was birthed out of things that we mutually loved and being able to form these bonds and relationships and going to people's weddings or being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, like, we're going to invite you to the wedding, you know, playing matchmaker a little bit, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, but uh, yeah, Chris loves love. Um, but no, just being able to um, grow with other people. There is nothing. <laughs> Not a good about building. Well, yeah, kidding. you are in the Star Wars fandom. <laughs> No, I've been a lot of different fandoms. I think um, um, growth is iron <laughs> sharpens iron. My whole platform is built on people suggesting things to me. And it has changed my life. So, uh, yeah. Growth is the best part about building a community. Uh, that's, that's a good because point. you never know what you no, don't I, know. I think it, for me, it's something similar. I, I um. I started doing TikTok in part because I wasn't getting the opportunity to do like research projects like I wanted to because I was teaching so much. So like I was you know trying to like keep research ideas alive and now in talking with y'all and talking to other content creators and like learning from y'all stuff, new perspectives and things like that always gives me something to like constantly think about, which is also probably why I sleep less that in addition to having a couple youngins. But that's that's beside the point. <laughs> what I'm saying is it, it keeps me like it keeps me on my toes intellectually because there's always a new perspective, right? There's always something to learn. Um, you know, you, you never stop, you know, learning. So you may inspire me to pursue my PhD again. <laughs> Jesus, don't do that, Z. No. I, I, don't I, I, Listen, I'll call you doctor. Was, you don't have to get it. I was in a PhD program for two years and it broke me. Yeah, because it's an inhumane it process. <laughs> so All, they ha I started my PhD when uh, the pandemic started. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. It was Oh no! I was in tears by the end of it. I have never felt so defeated in my life. It's, and I'm like, is this all worth? Look, whether you choose to move forward or not is never the wrong decision. Okay. 
<laughs> just bear that in mind. No, if you decide to go back, that's cool. That's awesome. I hope you success. But also, like, you know, make sure you're like, I don't know, make sure you have a good like mental health routine going. Cause I'll tell you what, I didn't have depression before I started. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you <laughs> Uh, the world was shut down. The yeah. archives were closed and England is dark. Yeah. I was in my apartment. <laughs> God almighty. No. Oh, I was, I was in Northwest Ohio, um, which is not, uh, which is not quite as bad. It, it I'm, I poke a lot of fun. I have an infection for, a, I'll be in Columbus actually in a few weeks. Um, sweet. so, you know, uh, Visiting family. Wait, yeah. for fun? Really? <laughs> Visiting my wife's family, you know. Um, yeah. There are only like okay. four places you can have fun in Ohio. So there's there's what? Cedar yeah, Point, I'm... there's Kalahari, uh, uh, there's I guess I guess if you're into, you know, the Buckeyes, I guess the the those sports. Um, those sports. And uh <laughs> no, no, just three. I, I can't really speak. <laughs> oh, this this dude doesn't know about Cosi. Cosi, Cosi closed, Cosi? and then it opened back up, and it wasn't as good as it was before it closed. No, I don't know. Cosi is, is cool. Cosi like was better before been cool. it closed. Is that like a? What are you talking about? Cosi has always been cool. Um, Columbus, Ohio, is a foodie town, so all the new national restaurant trains always try their f- cool food first in Columbus, Ohio. Is it the about cool that. new food you or the thing they're just trying to see, like, can humans consume <laughs> <this>? <laughs> No! No! Alright, so uh, let's pull this to a close then. So where can folks find y'all if you want to be found? Since we've talked a lot about you know online community and what have you. Do not wish to be perceived. Yeah. I struggle with that all the time. <laughs> This is why this is an audio only podcast. <laughs> I'm very glad about that. Wait, they can't I see us? No. The light on. I put on makeup for nothing. <laughs> That's why I was late. Wow. <laughs> you look, you, you look very nice, yeah, Z. You you know, but I, I, there was a part where I thought, I'm sure she didn't do this just for this. Nah, that's okay. <laughs> Ah, you can find me wherever toys are sold at Freddy's roommate on Twitter. Uh, you can TikTok, find me uh, at Star Wars Lawyer, all one word on pretty much all the social medias, even the ones that are defunct, except for Facebook, because I'm not of that demographic anymore. <laughs> um, and uh, you can also find my podcast, Too Black, Too Nerdy, wherever pods are cast, as my friend Camilla would say. All right, um, and I'm the the Mighty Z. Uh, you can find me at the Mighty Z Zero on TikTok and Instagram, and you can find me on Twitter at the Mighty Z Two. All right, and of course, folks know they can find me at uh, GA Cruz underscore PhD at on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. You can email your questions, comments, concerns, and hate mail to Barry at GA Cruz PhD at gmail.com. Uh, share us with your friends, enemies. Leave us a like, leave us a review. Uh, play us at awkward family dinners where things are just, you don't know how to progress. And so, you know, you just hit play on your phone or at memorable occasions such as, I don't know, the birth of your second child. You know, the first one gets all the attention, the second one deserves a little fanfare too. Um, anyway, all right, folks. Thanks for dropping by the office. Uh, We'll catch y'all next week.